This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it's time to get crafty or glue your fingers together. Both are good. Plus, Biz loves homework. Teresa needs to get a grip, and we talk to Jessica Shortall about her new book, Work, Pump, Repeat. Woo! How exciting! We're going to talk crafts today. Oh, great. (laughs) Uh, How are you, Teresa? I am not as good as I could be. I've been having a lot of anxiety, um, and... I was driving here today, and I've been having this anxiety, like, and, like, noticing it, and, like, noticing, like, physical symptoms of my anxiety, like, daily for a while. And today, on the way here, I was, like, driving along thinking, like, why why am I so anxious right now? Like, I'm getting, like, more sleep than I used to be getting, like, you know kids are in school everything is fine I should be okay you know that whole like I should be fine thing conversation that you have um and something popped into my head which was um when I used to go to that like anxiety group the first thing that you would do at the beginning of the of the week like of the class each week was go around and say like what self-care you did oh and i realized like that popped into my head and I went like oh yeah I totally haven't done like anything really in like a while the weird thing is is that I think I was I was doing much better at it when things were overall a lot harder because it was like it felt like an emergency you know like well right I wasn't getting questions yeah was it also that like you knew you were going into this meeting and you had to have thought about something that you were doing. Because I, like, I know, for example, we come in with our genius and fails and sometimes we're like, what was the genius? You know, like you have mm-hmm. to like really focus on it. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if going to a meeting every week where even if you weren't thinking about it, but you're in the car and you're driving in and you're like, yeah. what was the self-care thing I did? Yeah. You actually had a moment to force yourself to reflect on. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah. whole point of it. Yeah. Like, they they want to make sure that you're doing self-care. And so if you have to report on it every week, yeah. you're much more likely with, to yeah. Yeah, so but without it. reporting, yeah. Yeah, but without reporting, you don't, yeah. There's and no like, check-in. And also, like, if things, like, sh- for me, like, if shit really hits the fan, <laughs> right. like, I think it's a lot easier to be like, it's an emergency. I have to stop and take care of myself right, right. now. But, like, if things are actually, like, going along kind of the way they're supposed to, like, <laughs> everything is pretty much okay, yeah. it's a lot harder for me to be like, well, I Even though it's thing. not an emergency, I deserve this yeah. thing and I need this thing in order to be okay. Right. For example, I even consider like, you know, just jogging on the treadmill for yeah. half an hour self-care. Like for me, that yeah. really helps me. It's all the little things of life that yeah. like work together to make you go, it'll be okay. I don't need any of that today. Yeah. Like day after day after day until like it does have, it takes a toll, yeah. I think. And um, Oh, yeah. So this is me saying publicly... I need to, you know, Jesse's going to be away a bunch coming up and has been away and has been super busy. There's just a lot on my plate right now. So this is me saying, like, publicly I need to, like, 
do this. Well, I need to like come week, up with a thing. Next week, I'm going to make you check in. Oh, really? And tell me what your self-care. Okay. What you did self-care-wise for yeah. yourself. Okay, that's good. And it's good. particularly hard when like. Will you do it goes, too? Will uh, you tell me next week what sure, you do? Because I sure. feel like that. Yes. Oh, sure. Makes sense. I will. We should both do We should it. both do something. All right. We'll do that. This will be our challenge okay. this week. We'll be our self-care challenge. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Maybe we'll challenge all of you guys to yeah, do self care. Yeah, you guys should. We'll start a we'll, we'll start, start a self care thread, thread. On the, yeah. on the Facebook group. That's right. Um, it's self care. Your self care. Yeah, it's the self care week. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, good. And I'm sorry you're experiencing anxiety. Is <sighs> that thanks? No fun. No. No. I so Katie Bell were like three four weeks into school. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Three four weeks into school, and uh, now that we're in first grade. And she's getting, like, proper homework. This is apparently a thing that you don't think about as, I don't know, I guess you're going to hear people talking, around, oh, get ready for homework, and homework's going to be this thing. And I was like, that's just like a stereotype that people get really, that parents get worked up about homework. But it's not, apparently, because the last three weeks, all I've heard from, like, parents uh, is, what do you think about the homework? It's a lot. You know, and like they like they're angry. Like they mm-hmm. want to go call the board of education and be like, "This mm-hmm. is too much homework, mm-hmm. right?" And I don't know. She gets so you guys know what it is. It's like uh, she does about two to three pages, like worksheet kind of things a night. And it's like there's a picture, uh, and she has to write down what the first consonant sound is. Which, by the way, guys, I was like, that's the first letter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to. I don't like. I don't like homework because it's a lot of like what. How yeah. do you show your work for that? Yeah. You know, anyway, it's all common core, and everybody's all crazy. Okay. Uh, and I don't really care. Okay. I have, like, zero care about this homework. I think it's great. She's totally capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, we don't take a lot of time to do it. And I was feeling very, like, hey, look yeah. at me. And then, thanks to the show and thanks to my grand desire to try and be more empathetic with other people, I was like, because I was talking to some moms uh, who were like, it takes, you know, my kid two hours, and we're up all night doing the homework. And I was really thinking, why the fuck is it taking you two hours? And what is like, it's like, it's the old, like, why does your child not sleep? What do you mean your child doesn't eat vegetables? Yeah. What are you doing wrong? Yeah. And then I think, oh, wait, who am I? I am the mom who is currently not working and getting home at yeah. 6 o'clock at night or 7 o'clock at night. Right. So that's when we have to start this. Right. My kid does no after-school programs. Uh-huh. Okay? So she's not getting in. Like, we're, like, we're able to come home, shake it off homework. for 30 yeah. minutes, and then, like, at 3.45 or 4 yeah. o'clock— It's like an activity for She gets to sit down yeah. and do the homework, yeah. right? And I'm like— Oh, this is really hard for lots of people because you got to come home. You're still making dinner. You're still trying to like sort out. You're picking up other kids. My other kid's not somewhere. My other kid's with me. I don't have to like pick up somebody. Right. Right. And I was mm. like, oh, this is I, this is actually hard. Just yeah. balancing it, it out like yeah. in your daily life. So I just felt like I needed to shout out to the universe uh, and yeah. to remind many of us who might be in the same situation that like, you know, it's not like my kid's like. The best at homework. We just have fucking time to do homework. Right. You know what I mean? Like in a way that is a luxury. Totally. Uh, And so I have to really watch myself uh, when I'm like, eh, it's fine. No, that's really cool that you like took the time to be like, wait a minute. This might be different for other people than it is for me. This might be different for other people. It's so hard for us sometimes to do that. It's a good job. Who wants to do that? No one wants to do that. Um, Good job. So anyway, good job to parents everywhere with homework. You're doing a great job. Speaking of good jobs, today we are going to talk about crafting. Yay. 
Please, take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Do you craft? No. But you're a mom. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm a mom. I'm a mom in most ways. <laughs> I think I'm a mom. You, you created Wait, a life. You I crafted gave, a life. I gave birth to two kids, but I don't craft. The, the so am ultimate I a mom? craft. The ultimate crafter. You made two people. The ultimate. Do you like go back and check your work for perfection? <laughs> um, all right. I think we should. I, Teresa actually brought this up as a topic, which I found really interesting. Oh, that is such a lie. That is not a lie. <laughs> anyway, so I thought this was really, because my first response was, you want to talk about crafting? I was I like, what's there to say about crafting? I fucking love crafting. I'm pretty sure you don't. But like, how deep does this go? And then as we kind of thought about it, I was like, I think this is going to touch on yet another thing that we either feel great about or feel like shit about or somehow like turns into a, oh, she does crafting. Yeah. Like whatever, just another way to be like assholes to each other. Yeah. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I thought it might be fun to start off sort of describe like I defining crafting on some level. Mm-hmm. And I let's, let's actually, for fun, uh-huh. let's let you uh-huh. define crafting. What do you great. think? What, what, okay, next in all honesty, what do you think crafting is when you think about it? It's like making stuff. <laughs> and, True. That's accurate. Um, uh, I guess uh, it's like a DIY thing, like something uh, you could buy at the store. Instead, you make it. Um, and also for fun... You like start these projects <laughs> that you, you can work on. Crafters, but <laughs> <laughs> just the subtle disdain. When you said DIY, I was like, Ooh, "This is gonna be fun, guys." I think Teresa, this is another one of those like we are completely coming at this I, because I fucking love crafting. Uh-huh. But I will say that when I before I started like. Doing stuff, uh-huh. I always say that you my, were just like me, right? No, but I always thought it was like, oh, we're gonna make another, you know, like I don't know, like chicken themed, you know, yeah. like homemadey, you know. Like yeah. I think about like, well, it's easy, right? So it's easy to think of crafts that, that are hard you, that you that don't are like, awful, that yeah. you wouldn't ever want to make, right? Yeah. And then assume but that Drew, that's it. Yeah, but it, right, but Drew, like, if you actually do it, you're not making something you don't like. <laughs> it's like you're having doing kids. It. Yeah, you're. I making, don't want to have kids because right. I don't want that asshole. Kid. Right. Well, that's not going to be your yeah. asshole kid. You right. actually get to define yeah. what you do. You can make whatever you want. All right. Yeah. So, well, there's clearly, though, I want to say there's clearly a sense of mm-hmm. uh, why. Okay. There is a sense of maybe a little like tude about the crafting. Sure. Sure. And that's fair and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, but it's okay. fair enough okay. in, in the society that we have created. Because, okay. and, and I'll say this first is I think in the world of Pinterest and the world of mom blogs, in the world of just like things out there that can make us feel like we're not working hard enough or we're not doing it right or whatever, there mm-hmm. is some intimidating, insane, like if I fucking, if somebody tells me 300 more ways to use vinegar, 
even mm-hmm. though I love using vinegar to do stuff. You're like, how did you use that vinegar for so many different ways? Yeah. <laughs> I actually think that you're using it the same way over and over again. But um, but there is this, like, it can make you feel like you're not doing it enough if you're using Clorox as opposed right. to vinegar. Like, there's something about it. Right. Right? So I think it is fair to say if you're not into do if that's not, like, your, your outlet, if that's mm-hmm. not, like, your thing, uh, and people don't associate this with, like, fine art. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you're like, well, I'm a painter. That sounds lovely. Right. Right? There's definitely a stigma, I think, with crafting. And I I think, so I think it's fair. But I would like to dig into it a little bit. And Mm -hmm. just uh, from your perspective, when you see that stuff, Mm -hmm. what does that conjure up for you? Like, I mean, what do you think? You mean when I see? Like, let's say, for example, let's say, let's do a good example Mm -hmm. is when you and I had first met mm-hmm. and we were like hanging out, it was like our first couple of months hanging out and you had Simon, baby, he was still like basically a baby, toddler yeah. baby thing. You were in the thick, we, neither one of us had two kids yet. Yeah. So mine was like four. Yeah. Going to preschool and stuff. Three. Three, yeah. that's she right. She was three. She was up in school Simon and stuff. Simon was one. Yeah. Everybody was settled. Yeah. Uh, but yours less settled because it's so young. Yeah. Anyway, I had posted a picture of a quilt uh, that I made. Yeah. Right? And you were like, how? Did you make that quilt? But, like, what we talked about it a little bit at the moment, yeah. that it made you feel like. Yeah. Well, I think at the time, I. Well, I, for one thing, I'm, and I'm not, I have to preface this by saying I don't mean this in a judgmental way. Yeah. There were no minutes in the day yeah, to devote to something. Exactly. Like, beyond just yeah. work and my baby. Like, right. That was so part of it was like, I don't have time. And yeah. But we've talked about it on the show before the kind of like insult that that is to be like, how did you find the time? Right, and like, right, right. And it's just so bitchy. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's you know, we all have things that we fill our time, time with. with you yeah. know. So for one thing, it was like I didn't, I couldn't even like fathom having the time to do something like that. Right. For another thing, I move at a slower pace than I think you do, or than you're talking about. Pick, 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 right. pick, pick, pick. <laughs> like, but not just you. Like, I think then like a lot of my yeah. like my friends and. Even my family, like, people will kind of, like, it's kind of a running joke that, like, I just move at, like, I just, I move at a slower pace. I just, You're like. You're a Teresa pace. I have a Teresa it's not, it's pace. Not a, it's not a slower Thank you. or whatever. Well, it's just your, it's your pace. I like to say I experience time differently nice. from other people. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, that would take me, like, I can't even begin to imagine yeah. how long it would take me to make a quilt. <laughs> and also, I don't know how to make one. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think at the time, it was a little bit like, I was, at the time, I was, like, wanting to spend more of my time at home. And I was spending most of my time at home. But yeah. I was also working from home. And, like, there was, I had this sort of, like, fantasy that what if I didn't have to work? Right. What if I could just be a stay-at-home mom? And I wanted that really badly. It wasn't really something I could have, but I wanted it. Yeah. But I also felt like I didn't deserve it. Because even if I was a stay-at-home mom, I wouldn't be able to, like, cook amazing meals or, like, yeah, make, somehow make the... beautiful quilts right, or, right. like, do these crafty things or, like, do these elaborate projects with my kids because I just don't – I just don't – it's not even that I don't know how. It's like I have no desire Right, for that, right, 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 you know? right, right. Like, Right, which so in this world of, this, of Pinterest right. should make you feel horrible. Just the word Pinterest makes me feel <laughs> a little bit sick to my stomach. Like, I just I don't, I can't, I don't, I really, and this whole, I, I just, 
it's just not. But the thing is, is that it's one of those things where it's like, it's just not for me. Right. Which is okay. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not okay with it not being. Do you know what I'm saying? No, like, I think that's true for I lots of people. I am not okay with it not being for me. And that's ri- like, it's so. That's interesting. It's so hard to like. like I, I mean, I just want to be clear that I'm not like thinking anybody who is really into it is lame or something. I think it's really cool. Right. But I just feel bad that it that's not plays me. Into, I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. It plays into a hole there of some kind. Yes, that like completely. Yeah. No, and, and it's funny because I can remember around the time that Katie Bell was like two, like talking to this mom who had gotten her nails done. And I was just like you fucking had time to get your fucking nails done? What a fucking luxury. I mean, like, you know, like I was, it was way before I yeah. was trying to be more enlightened and empathetic with people. Uh, and now I'm like, great, good for you. But, yeah. like, at the time, I just remember being like, so I totally understood the, like, where do you find time to do the project or to do yeah. uh, uh, craft? And so I thought, actually, before I share why I do it, yeah. which I think would be interesting because I think we'd play into it, I threw it out there to some one-bed mother crafters, that are out there, uh, why they do it. So there seems to be some main themes of why people do it. One, they find it meditative and therapeutic, right? So it's like this quiet time they get to have to work on something. There are a lot of people who started doing it because they had serious control and perfectionist issues. And so Uh therapists and people like that were like, go to a craft and and deal with not being great at it. Right? Like go and like if you can learn to accept this thing that you're starting from the beginning and it not being perfect, then that's going to play out in the rest of your life a little bit. So that's like a one side of the therapy. But then there's another side of the therapeutic uh, use of it where people don't feel like they can control so many other areas of their life, but they could control this like one project. You know, it's like somebody posted, laundry will never end, but I can start this one project and finish it. You know, even if it takes six weeks or six months, you know, for example, that quilt that you saw, I've been working on that for like six months. Right. You know, like, it wasn't like, it's Saturday, make a quilt. Right. It's really awful. Um, (laughs) uh, Don't look, don't put it in the wash. It's all going to fall apart. A lot of people like problem solve. A lot of crafters do it Uh because they're big problem solvers and there's something fun about, it's like a puzzle. It's like a challenge. Yeah, it's like a little challenge. They get to give themselves a brain work. And then I think the category, I fell into a lot of those categories but the one that I think led me into it was uh, I want to get these little pretty things or have these little things but I want to spend the money for it and Mm. for me I remember going out to look for throw pillows and being like you're charging 80 to 130 dollars yeah I mean on average yeah and I don't mean like I'm looking at like you know William and Sonoma I'm like at places that they should not be this much yeah for a throw pillow. And right. I really thought, I can sew a square, I bet. Yeah. Like, that's a square. Yeah. And, uh, you know, asked for, like, a sewing machine for Christmas. And it was right after having Katie Bell. And I went and took this, like, sewing class. It got me out of the house. It was, like, an activity I could do. All to make throw pillows for the house. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And then I, I was like, look, I did sew a square. That was really easy. And then I was like, oh, wait. Sewing is totally just following lines. You know, uh-huh. like, that's it. Can you yeah. sew a straight line? You could sew absolutely anything, right? Yeah. And once, it was like making a puzzle. And then it turned into the puzzle thing for me, where I was like, oh, I can go put this puzzle. I can cut out all my own pieces and put it together as a puzzle, right? Yeah. But I will say that with that, so that's like sort of why I think people do it, uh-huh. right? It's not, and again, it's 
I don't think anybody's doing it to do it at you. Right. 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 <laughs> it's just a thing that they do. Right. But on the crafting side, I have a lot of craft guilt. Really? Yeah. A little of like, I had this vision of like, oh, I'm a mom now. I'm just going to make so many adorable things. And this is yeah. like something I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's like those fucking fish. Fish are a really good idea. Yeah. Right? Like, I should totally be making things. Yeah. And it really sucked when I was bad at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, that's just it. It's half the shit I make for my kids. They're like, Pfft. like, yeah. they don't even give two shits about that ugly fucking elephant I made, like, from hand that is awful and sad looking. But you had fun making it, right? I did. Like, See, but that's just it. Yeah. That, like, that's that. It, I think that's, yeah. Because I think if if I can say, like, I, I've been feeling, we're going to get into yeah. this, but, like, so I've, been, I've been feeling, like, bad because I can't make things for Simon that he asks for. Yeah, he will let's outright talk about this. Ask yeah. for things. And it makes me feel really bad. But, like, if I were to even do one of those things, like, my, okay, my, my, <laughs> okay, I have, like, some fears about this, okay? Say it. I have a feeling I know what your fears about Well, today. there's yeah. multiple fears. Fear number one, I don't really like the idea that he can just come to me and be like, Mommy, I want blah. And then I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'll figure out how to make it. I'll buy the materials. I'll devote <laughs> hours to this. And I'll make it for you. I don't like that anyway. But I it's the same as like, oh, I'll go out to the store and buy you whatever you want. It's the same right, thing. Right. But also, I know my kid. And I know that it's going to be wrong somehow. Whatever mm. I make will be wrong. It will not be what he had in his mind. He won't like it. And... Like then I'll feel bad because I didn't enjoy the process You'll of also making be pissed it. Pissed because you just yeah you just fucking did all that work. Right. I did all this work. Yeah. And, I mean it would be one thing if I was like, well that's a cool idea. Let me see if I, what I can come up with. And I like really enjoyed the process of making <laughs> it. And then if he didn't like it, it's like well, but this is what I made, right. so that that's all right. Like it, it, I'm just not that person. So right. do you know what I'm saying? No, like, I process that- versus product is what I'm talking about. There. Right, which you know, is like, so like. Because that is the exact one of the things I exactly love about it. And I think uh-huh. I've said that on the show before. We're like, that first time Katie Bell came and was like, this is broken. And I was like, I can fix that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, or, you know, I want a mermaid costume. I don't want to spend $50 on a mermaid yeah. costume. I'm fucking sell you an ugly ass mermaid costume and you yeah. roll around the floor in it. And I don't care. You know, like, yeah. and like that was such a like, yeah, this is like this yeah. is what this is a thing that I'm really good yeah, at doing it makes you for feel my like kid. really capable. Yeah, and so it's and I th- I bring that up because what I want to say to the universe is look at us still being friends. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And like how we have but to I work. I do feel like I do feel like I'm jealous that you have that feeling. Like I'm not jealous I'm not jealous I'm jealous that, like, mm. that you get to enjoy. Do you know what I right, mean? Right, now, like, we've, we've had these moments before where you're, like, so in tune. Like, the times I've been jealous of, like, how you're in tune with your kids on certain levels of their life. Like, the whole forest thing, back to our very first uh-huh. episode. I'm still like, yeah. why couldn't I be in that forest? <laughs> um, my forest was a dark, horrible place. <laughs> Teresa's forest was beautiful. You know what I mean? I but know. like, And I think that's where this touches on. I think yeah. that's why this wound up being an interesting topic to touch on. Because something as... I totally get that feeling. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. You've then, had it about something else. Yeah, I've had it about other things. I guess we all have it about different stuff. And I think it plays into that larger, like, ugh, judgment, jealousy thing that we're not intentionally trying to be a part of. Yeah. It's really hard when you're like, ugh, I'm totally happy with who I am and not yeah. doing this, but it also sucks. Yeah. 
at the same time. Well, right. Like, exactly. I want to take my kids out to the yeah. movies in the middle of the night and be yeah. that family, and I will never be that yeah. family, and it hurts my feelings, and it makes me sick. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, here's—so, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think it's funny because I think— I've gotten pretty good at just being like I am who I am. Yeah. Like I or at least oh, I'm so good. Hard. At least I'm good at like identifying when right. I'm not doing that and like reminding myself of right. it over and over and over. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Would you like me to knit you a sign yeah, that says it? I am who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good idea. Oh fuck. And then I'll see the knitting and I'll just <laughs> Oh, be I like, don't knit, guys. Right. <laughs> so um but but what's funny is that no matter how much that right. is my mantra, sure. I have a four-year-old who comes to me multiple times a day asking me in the sweetest yeah, way possible, can can we make this together? Can we make a such and such together? And you guys, I, I wrote down a list just real quick, yeah, scrolled down a couple of things that just some examples of things that Simon... My beloved four-year-old has asked me to make for him or make as a project with him just in the last few weeks. A chair. That's Mannequins. Mannequins? He wants to make a mannequin together. He wants me to make a puppet, not a sock puppet. He wants like a fucking marionette, okay? (laughs) He wants me to make stilts. For him, he wants a rocket ship. He also yeah. wants a rocket ship that's big enough for him to go inside. Right. He wants to paint the walls of the house because white is too boring for him. He wants to knock down the fence and build a slide that goes down to the backyard. I would like that too. Um, <laughs> he Actually, wants to be fair. another house because he doesn't like our house. That's yeah. So we want. Can to you build get on that house? Yeah. <laughs> and also anything he wants, anything he sees out in the world that he likes, he wants us, he understands that he can't have everything he sees right. out in the world, so he wants us to make one of it. <sighs> These are so, okay. A lot of lists. them, A lot of them are just there for humorous purposes, right. because obviously I'm not going to knock down a fence and build a slide to our backyard. Sure. Um, but a lot of them are things that I could, if I was like a totally diehard maker, like there's little things that I can do with him, but there's so many things that I can't do with him or that like, for example, the stilts, he's been wanting stilts forever. And I've been telling him like, you can't really use stilts until you're a little bit older. Like um, we can get you some stilts like for kids to use when you're a bit older. Yeah. But like for now, it's just I'm sorry. Like we can't. You're too it's, young it's for a stilts. lot of yeah. skill. It's the, there's a lot of skill that goes into it, and he can't let it go. He's really, really into it. And so Jesse, bless his heart, the other day was like, "Well, we should just get some coffee cans and make the coffee can stilts." With oh like yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Okay, great," but he like said it in front of Simon. So now Simon's like, "Are we gonna do that? Are we gonna?" And I'm and like that should be pretty simple. I looked it up. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But like I have to like. Go to the store, get the right kind of like cans, like f- read the all the ins- like. I know that like for people who make stuff on a regular basis, not that big of a deal. But like, I'm seriously starting from square one, guys. Yeah. So, like, just the idea of reading about how to do something while I'm taking care of two kids, or like remembering yeah, no, that yeah. I need to read about it when they're napping or they're not there, or like yeah. I'm supposed to be working, but I'm gonna like do research on how to make this project or like right. buy the He's materials not. to do it. Like these these are hurdles to me. Like yeah. I don't understand I don't understand how to do it. I right. don't and it's and the thing is is that for me, because it's such a big like 
thing. Yeah. It, like, terrifies me that, like, I'll do a bad job at it and I won't Mm. be able to make it. Or that, like, I'll do it, but, like, it won't be fun. And then it will... Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know. Like, the thing is, is I guess I'm really torn between saying to myself, like, well... He figures out how to make yeah. weird things around the house all the time. Right. Like, he comes up with these bizarre, like, statues yeah. and, like, creates these things. And, like, they make, I mean, they're, it's really kind of cool. Like, it yeah. is creative. And so part of me is like, well, just let him do that. Like, yeah. you don't need to, you don't need to, like, facilitate it if it's not, like, your yeah. passion or whatever. But then, like, part of me just feels that I'm not doing my job. Can I, you know? can like, I make a, a suggestion that just came to mind Yes, that might be a balance? Yeah. Uh, or I can just edit it from the show if it's not. Uh-huh. But um, what if—and I started doing this with Katie Bell. What if all you did in terms of facilitating yeah. was just, like— you put a box in the garage or wherever, and you just start filling it with old stuff. You know, uh-huh. a couple of cans, some wires, like whatever. Yeah. And then, like on weekends or where he's busting, like out of the seams, you're like, you know, here's your invention box. Oh, and then you step cool. away, right? But it's like yeah. full of different shaped boxes. It's got like a roll of tape. It's got, yeah. you know, gar- it has garbage. It's just full of garbage. Uh-huh. I mean, like I save garbage for Katie Bell all the time, yeah. you know, rubber bands, like whatever. Yeah. And you can mix it up each month. You know what yeah. I mean? Like once he uses it, it's gone. And right. then you start a new one. Yeah. And it's just like, here's your invention or your engineering box or whatever. Let him watch a couple of like Curious Georges where they build shit all the time. Yeah. And he'd be like, go for it. Yeah. And step away. You know, like all you have to do is give him the tools to do it. Because you're right. It sounds like it's just in him to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you might even be able to address it with him where it's like, you know, I I can help, but what I can offer you is holding. Yeah. While you build. Yeah. And I can put tape on stuff. Yeah. Or put tape. You point. You're the director. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like. Yeah. Maybe that's a, a yeah. Solution. No, I mean I, that I doesn't don't, fix I don't the think, larger. Yeah, like, I don't think it's a solution, but yeah. I think it's a really cool idea. Like I think that would really um, that would well in a way it's a solution because it may, it would make me feel like I was doing something. Yeah, like, exactly. It would make me feel like I was yeah. contributing something to it to his so, interest or yeah. his passion no, to that's do really it cool. without having to do it. No, that's really really cool. I really like that. I think. Um, I don't think Simon will ever let me get rid of anything he makes. Right. So, like, oh, of that's, course. That's the other that downside. Part, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Like, that's all right. And I think as you were talking, I was also thinking, like, one way that I might be able to, like, reduce my own, like, stress level about it is yeah. just to say, like, you can create, like, whatever with what's in our house. Yeah. Like, and kind of, because I've been doing this thing for a while where, like, I feel bad. So I'm like, well, we could make something like that, but I have to go to the store yeah. and get blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I'm trying to remember to do that. And then right. I'm like, does he still want to? And blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe if I just made the rule of, like, we can work with whatever is here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it, it, yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly I a great way to do it. I think he would understand that, too. Like, yeah. it, wouldn't, it would be a rule that would, like, make sense to him. I think but. that's a good idea. <sighs> I know. All right. I think. Thank you, though. That yeah. was nice to have a chance to talk about that. Yeah. I know. It is it is a good example for all of us of, <laughs> you know, what one of us enjoys may not be at all what somebody else enjoys. And it's yeah. really unfair to be like. Well, why can't you just do it? Yeah. So we should stop doing that and instead say, would you like me to do it? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like sitting here being like, would I be a total asshole if I made you some fucking coffee can stilts? 
Like, I, like, may I? May I please make you some coffee cans still? I don't know. I kind of want to do the do coffee it. can still just because I feel like that might be one that I could, you could actually totally, you do. Could, you could do that one. You know what I mean? One. Like, that one is one that yeah. actually feels possibly yeah. achievable. I, Maybe I'll just come over to your house and make them with you yeah, so that fine. you can help me if I get stuck. Done. I will start saving my tomato cans immediately. Well, I think you're doing a very good job. Thank you. I think you're doing an amazing job. And neither of us are assholes for either no. uh, for for doing either. We're both pretty great. We're pretty great. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot-button topics you never knew you cared so much about. Like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Make me a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I mean, I just, I got, I've got a handle on things with the four-year-old and the almost two-year-old right Mm. now. Like, I just... I'm having a great time with them. Nice. I feel like I like have them covered. Like I yeah. like, get it now, and I can do stuff with both of them. And I'm <laughs> I'm just really proud of it. Like we went to IKEA the other day, me Whoa. with the two of them. It was weirdly fine. Yeah. Like I, it's just I'm really like doing it. And the other day, <laughs> Jesse came home. It was like the end of a long day, and like I'd done the whole like bedtime. I've been doing a lot of like the morning routines and the bedtime yeah. routines all by myself. Jesse came home. The kids were in bed. And he said, and Jesse said, like, thank you so much for, like, all your extra efforts with, like, the kids recently. And I said, no problem. I like it, and I'm good at it. Nice. Nice. That's your craft, Teresa. There we go. That's good. Thanks. That's good. Good job. Thank you. May it last forever or at least three weeks. At least a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Thanks. I'm due. Yeah, you're due. (laughs) So, Stefan did the take the kids. He's about to be doing a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, he took the kids to his parents for, like, a 24-hour cycle. I will say that I used part of that to uh, carpet clean, mm-hmm. to clean the carpets with mm-hmm. a rental. But that only took an hour, and those carpets are fucking beautiful. But the, yes. the genius was, it was like, I, I really could have filled the time with anything. Uh-huh. And I certainly had those moments of, I'm not relaxing enough. <laughs> but uh, I had a friend come over. One of my really good friends, and like we went out and had like a cocktail out. Then we came back to the house, and we just like sat on the front porch, and we stayed up until eleven thirty talking. Yeah, I have not done that in a very long time. Yeah, and it was really worth it. 
and really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Good good. job. Thank you. Hey, this is Teresa. I'm calling in with a babysitter genius moment. I was having to watch a seven-year-old while also run the front desk at a volleyball tournament. And and I needed the kid to stay in a very specified area where I could see him. And so he kept wandering off around the corners and stuff. So I was like, all right. So I'd walk up to the edge of where I needed him to be. And I was like, there's a wall there. He's like, no, there's not. So I would walk up to it, pretend to hit a wall and fall on the ground. And he thought this was hilarious. And then he would pretend to hit the wall and fall on the ground. And so for the rest of the, like, seven hours, he stayed within that area where I could see him because of all the invisible walls we'd created. Genius! I'm so impressed that worked. That, what, what makes that such an elevated genius mm-hmm. is that, that it worked. Yeah. And that it worked that long. Yeah. That was, like, some sort of, like, planets-aligned kind of, like, it worked genius moment. So good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> How stressful. I know. <laughs> Running the fucking volleyball tournament contest and the yeah. seven-year-old. People are fucking nuts what they expect babysitters to do. Yeah. Good job. Yes. Failures. Fail me. Fail. 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 You suck. Well, I was solo with the kids this weekend, <laughs> and it was like 100 degrees outside. Because it's fall. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I don't really... Um, I don't really wear much makeup. All I wear is like uh, I like an eyebrow pencil mm-hmm. and then uh, mascara, yeah. and so that's it. And but I really feel like naked without my eyebrow pencil, yeah. at least because I feel like I have no eyebrows and it makes me look really weird. Interesting. And I know it's just me, but whatever. I know, but it's fine. And so, but the problem with my eyebrow pencil is I never know when it's about to run out. It just mm. suddenly is gone, <laughs> and so like <laughs> I ran out of my eyebrow pencil, and I'm like. I don't want to like spend my the like morning chunk before Oscar's right. nap going to the stupid store and getting an eyebrow pencil. Right. Like I just don't want that to be what we do this morning. And okay. like so I figured out that we could go to this really nice park that's like a 3 block walk away from the makeup store and I could just go with them in the stroller, right. like walk with them to the store after we played at the park, and the store would be open by then. Yay! Yay! So we go, we play at the park, we have a great time. It starts getting really hot. Mm-hmm. I like schlep them the three blocks, which they feel like much longer blocks once right. we're like walking. And Simon's walking, Oscar's in the stroller. It's very hot. We get over there, and like I realize, oh, we're a couple minutes early before the store opens. So oh. we're waiting and waiting. But then I realize it's Sunday, so the store doesn't open for another hour. full hour. Oh. And so we're just done. So yeah. then we just we just went home, and I, no eyebrow pencil for me. No, no, it's just I don't know when else I'm gonna do that. That's awful. So it's just that was just. But it it's was like I worked out like like whole a, thing. Yeah, it's I got whole, this whole thing yeah. organized. We went to that specific park so we could oh, do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, uh, and it just didn't no, work. Nothing. You fucked that up. Yep. This morning, I was in a great mood. All my, my children were all in great moods. They were all, good morning, mama, listening to Ella say, good morning, mama. Aww. Like, work that out is adorable. Yeah. We're all, like, running around. And so I've got him in my arms, and he's going to have oatmeal. So I'm singing a little song about having oatmeal. And I'm, like, holding the big jug of, like, Quaker Oats mm-hmm. oatmeal uh, in my hand. And, like, by the lid and the edge. And we're making oatmeal. La, 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 good morning, oatmeal. And we're, like, dancing around. And then it just... 
the lid oh, no! just slips. I mean, like, no! I'm still holding the lid, but the canister of oatmeal is just out. And no. I know in the past I talk about how much I enjoy letting Ellis play with oatmeal because it's very yeah. easy to clean up. But this was not the plain oatmeal. No. This was the breakfast oatmeal. Yeah. And it just was, like, on the floor. And it was uh. one of those. And luckily I was in such a good mood. It just, I, I some was salvageable. To, there was still some uh-huh. in the canister for them to eat. But I was just like, ow. Wow. Fuck you, yeah. oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, oatmeal. Sorry. Yeah. Have an oatmeal. Uh, it was recently Father's Day in New Zealand, and it was a Sunday morning, and uh, my two-year-old goes to swimming lessons on Sunday morning. And I really wanted her dad to come and watch her in the water because he has chronic pain. Um, he can't often get out of the house and we thought it would be a lovely thing to do on Father's Day. So we arranged to do that. However, the previous week she'd had an ear infection so bad that she had pus coming out of her ear. I had taken her to the doctor, got some antibiotic drops for it. We've been putting those in every day, three times a day, which as you can imagine was not easy. Mm. And it had cleared up for about four or five days. So I thought, "Mm, I know we shouldn't really go swimming with an ear infection, but if we go, if we just don't put her head under the water, it should be fine. (laughs) It's been clear for four or five days. So we go, we don't put her head under the water, but of course there's water splashing everywhere. Some of it somehow gets into her ear and about halfway through the class, I noticed that uh, she once again has pus coming out of her ear. So... uh, We've gone back to the doctor, we've got more antibiotics, and she's had another full week of a raging ear infection um, because I failed. Thanks, bye. Oh, yeah, and appears to that, uh, she also took a shit in the pool. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Uh, It's pretty great that a kid (laughs) taking a shit in the pool is not the The fail. fail. That's like a tagline. It's like a bonus fail. Yeah, it's just like extra compared to the poor ear infection. I gotta tell you, ear infections, if it wasn't for ear infections, there would be like only a third of fails being left (laughs) on our voicemails because like they're almost all didn't realize my kid had a raging ear infection. And like what's so lovely is she's like She's done everything right, yep. and you and you're so pleased with yourself at doing everything right that yeah. you think you can get away. Yeah. It's the old like, well, my kid's fever broke last night, yeah. so I'll send him back to school. Right. And they're just gonna get like, not only are they gonna get sicker, but everybody's yeah. fucking gonna get sick. And right. We just do it. We do it all the time. Yes, we're all horrible parents for doing it. So, good job being <laughs> one of the millions of horrible parents out there. Ugh. Failures! You suck! You suck! You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa? Yes. Let's call a mom. Great! Good! (laughs) Seems to be a thing that we do. Yep. Let's keep doing it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no one wants to just hear you and I sit around talking about shit all the time. They're done with us. They are done. <laughs> it's time in the show to move on. Hear other voices. This week, we are calling Jessica Shortle, who is a working mother of two with a career dedicated to the intersection of business and doing good. That's not us. <laughs> she worked She worked for the Peace Corps, and for five years, uh, she was the first director of Giving for Tom's Shoes uh, that literally had her circum- circumnavigating the globe with a breast pump, uh, which I think is pretty fascinating and relevant to why we have her on the show today, which is that she recently wrote a book called Work, Pump, Repeat, The New Mom's Survival Guide to Breastfeeding and Going Back to Work. Welcome, Jessica. Hi. Hi. Are you pumping right now? I'm just kidding. I don't hear the sound. I have no, because you'd hear the. Yeah, I would hear it. Yeah. I am so done breastfeeding my children, it is not even funny. <laughs> that is like rearview mirror. Terrible. I mean, it took me five years to write this book, so I'm done. Oh, that's good. Good that's for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, well, let's start, before we get into all the joys of pumping, uh, which is the the most fun. Everybody can agree on that. Everyone loves pumping. People love pumping. People love it. Kids, yeah. That's what people say. They yeah. do. do more of that. Yeah, yeah. more. <laughs> Less of my real baby and more of a robot baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I drew a little face on it. Um, it's like something to love. All right, we're going to start with the question we ask everybody, which is who lives in your house? Uh-huh. In my house uh, lives my husband, who's an architect, my five-year-old son who just started kindergarten and was the reason I started researching and writing this book in the first place, and my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, who is very spicy, and a um, dog who might bark at some point because I'm working from home. <laughs> is the dog also spicy? What kind of dog? We always are more interested in the fucking yeah, dog. She's like a crazy mutt with a beard. Uh, yeah. Nice. That's my nice, style. But annoying. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Just like all, all the other things crawling on your floor in your house. <laughs> that's right. Uh, kind of like my children. That's right. It really, I, I see a very thin uh, veil between the two. <laughs> I think right. they're very similar, yeah. uh, except for these fucking fish that I now have. Anyway, okay. Uh, Jessica, let's talk about the book. Uh, okay. The book, Work, Pump, Repeat. I, one of the very on, on the very first page is the dedication, and I really like the dedication. And the dedication uh, says that this book is dedicated to every woman who has ever sat on a public toilet with a breast pump balanced on her knees, which I have talked many times on the show about. You know the pre having a kid. Uh, blindness to this. And I worked in a very corporate office in New York City, and I went to the bathroom once, and in the stall next to me was that noise that I had no idea what that noise was. Like the robot noise. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in there? That is so weird. What is she doing? And I was like, I was totally kind of a weirdo jerk about it. I mean, I wasn't a jerk to her, but like in my mind, I was like, that's weird. Like I just didn't know what it was. I had literally maybe never even seen a pump. Okay, right, like I yeah. didn't even well, that's know. The thing. Like, how would you know? Right, how would yeah. you know? Yeah. I wouldn't know what was going on. And then I have a kid, and I'm like, oh my, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, there, millions yeah. of women, I, I can't believe how insensitive in my own brain I was to this, right? So, like, is that, that dedication, is that what motivated you to write this book? What, what, what made you yeah, do this? Well, what, yeah. What happened was I had my son. I was working at Tom's Shoes. It was in like early crazy growth stage. I sort of kind of accidentally got pregnant. And so I was mm-hmm. like three months on the job when I got pregnant with my son. 
And so I had the first, I was the first woman to have a baby while on the job. There. Yeah. So they were like writing the maternity policy while I was pregnant. And That's always good. I, That's helpful. So yeah. good. <laughs> and, and like to their credit, they do a good job. And the Tom founder has kind of gone on the war path lately about paternal leave generally, paternity leave, uh, not paternity. We're both parents. Parental leave. Parental leave, word. right. Um, which is great. But anyway, and but I had this really demanding job that I'm also very ambitious. So I was going to go back to work and, and the very first trip work trip was when was going to be when my son was five months old and it was going to be going with our founder and a camera crew and a bunch of people from Nepal because wow. it was before so Tom's used to just be shoes and we were getting ready to launch an, a line of eyewear and sunglasses and you know prescription glasses and whatever and and my job was to figure out what would the one-for-one giving model be look like which is you know what I'm kind of obsessed with so I was going to get to take all these people to Nepal to learn about sustainable rural Eye care centers. Anyway, wow. so I was like, and you've got oh, a five great. month well, old. Yeah. Yeah, right. He can't come. He doesn't have vaccinations. And also, I wouldn't get anything done. And so, like, I was like, well, I have every, there's a book for everything. There's a book that's like your pregnancy second by second, yeah. you know, millisecond by millisecond. There's how to give birth to a baby, how to everything. Right. How to breastfeed. And so I was like, well, I'll just go find the, the thing that tells me how to do this because I was, it was my first kid. I was obsessive about him not getting any formula. Like, I was so fun at parties. People would be like, oh, are you breastfeeding? Like, it's all fan. I'd be like, yes. You know, <laughs> and I didn't realize I was being an asshole or potentially making other people feel bad. I was right. so obsessed with succeeding at this thing. Anyway, mm. so I was like, I need 300 ounces of breast milk before I go on this trip because we can't have any for Like, that would obviously murder him to have a little bit of formula while I'm gone. It sounds really so like, relaxing. Yeah, Super relaxing. How do I, like, do that in five months and then how do I get on airplanes and like I remember being in the Bangkok airport and I in a bathroom and I was like I'm gonna get reported for baking a bomb there's that yeah. weird noise there's like yeah. wires and tubes that you can see if you look under and I was like it was a, it was like everything that you have to learn about pumping at work I had to do in very intense form in a week literally flew all the way around the globe in one week and so I was like well, that's stupid that this book doesn't exist. Like, there's some resources, yeah. but they'll say things like, make sure to get through airport security, and they don't say, like, how. Right. Or, like, things like pack each pump part in a different Ziploc bag, because that TSA agent has touched 1,000 people already, and Ugh. if they want to go through your bag, they're going to touch, like, stuff that just, like, tell me exactly what to do, because I already have enough anxiety. I just need to be walked through, what do I wear? How do I talk to my boss? What are my rights? Anyway, so... Yeah. That was the inspiration. But the toilet thing, I think, is like the epitome. It's like the ultimate equalizer. You can be an executive. Yep. And still, if you're on a business trip, you're probably going to pump in a bathroom. Or you can be a woman I talked to the other day who's a waitress. Uh, no, sorry, a line cook for one of her jobs. She's a newborn. She, one of her jobs is a line cook. The other is as a bartender. She works 60 hours a week. Mm. And she pumps with a battery pack in the bathroom stall because there is no literally nowhere. Like the law says that she needs to be given a non-bathroom place to pump, but there isn't one. So she pumps in the bathroom. It's like most working women end up there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people like get very on their, like on a soapbox, like women shouldn't be forced to. And I'm like, but we, but we are until everything changes. We're going to be in a bathroom, which is disgusting. There are particulates in the air from flushing the toilet. Like I get it. It's horrible. Nobody should make food for their baby there, but we can have to. Yeah. And it's kind of like the ultimate, like it's so depressing to be in there. It is the 100% opposite of the nice things about motherhood. 
and the nice things about breastfeeding is if you find that to be a nice thing. Well, can I just um, say, I just have to interrupt, I really, you know, I, I, I think one of all of our goals should always be what makes us more alike than not alike. You know what I mean? Like in a world right. that's telling us in every direction to be, you know, envious or to feel guilty or to feel judged or to feel, I mean, that just comes at us like everywhere. And a lot of times with like the best intentions when, hey, we all have a baby with us and we all know that no one's sleeping. Like that's a great like equalizer, right? right? But there is... To say the CEO, who like was was one of my bosses, was like a, you know a high level, you know executive. I mean, you know, like that she was that end of the spectrum, sitting in that toilet, you know, and that toilet pumping to like women who have to do it at you know on construction site jobs or in you know right. restaurants or whatever. And it really is. And if we could just get our brains around that, I think we would just be so much more sympathetic to each other as a whole. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a good reminder that. You're all, you're not alone in this. It is amazing that there was no book like this already out there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there, I, I should, I don't, I don't mean to become like a dick. Like there are a couple <laughs> that I think do a decent job, but they, like I said, they fall short of, I had like severe postpartum anxiety after my son was born. And I didn't know that that's what I had because everybody talks about like, you're not interested in the baby and you're listless and you're crying all the time. And that I was the opposite of, I was like manic. Yeah. And I didn't know that that was a thing. And, like, I needed something, anything that could take that anxiety down some notches by being, like, if you pick this up and read it, you will know most of the things, if not all of the things you need to know to survive this scary, weird thing that you know nothing about. So that's what I wanted to. Well, yeah, I mean, mom. So, many ha- so many of us have to go back to work. And if, you know, if right. not work, something else that takes you away from your right. baby for a certain period of time during the day where you're going to have to pump somewhere, whether it's family travel, business travel, you know, uh, having to... A date. Uh, yeah, a date. That's right. A date. Like, whatever. There are a million reasons that you've got to pump. And this is, well, I think the book is so helpful to people who are doing these extended times during their day due to work or travel. It is helpful for people who just need it for three hours. You know what I mean? Who are going to wind up being right. out doing it. And what I also like about it is that it is incredibly, when your brain is so fried after having a baby and you're so like pulled left and right, it is very helpful to have, this is the actual letter you can write, write to your HR person asking, you know, what you're saying. I mean, like, you've got these, like, word-for-word examples that people can just cut and paste, you know. Like, wouldn't it be funny if every HR department in the country just yeah. gets the same letter just gets this, Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> Isn't that, like, how all petitions work on some level? Just cut and paste right. and <laughs> sign it. Um, well, all right. So what do you think... What do you think, let's say that breastfeeding is going great for somebody. You know, they've had their uh-huh. baby, and in all circumstances, it's all fine, given all of, given, so there's that one person that exists, that let's right. just say under the best I'm, case. I'm sure she's, I, I feel very happy for whoever you're That's right. <laughs> best case scenario, best case yeah. scenario, what is the biggest challenge uh, a woman going back to work who wants to pump is going to face? Like, what do you think the biggest challenge is? Well, I do think it depends on the profession. Like, if I could be super, like, generalizing, even if you just broke it into, like, white collar and blue collar. Yeah. I think, like, if you're in an office, 
it, I think the biggest challenge is just like like getting over the awkwardness hump of talking to your boss and like letting your coworkers know. So that like I always tell people, just say it, just say it, because if you dance around it, then it's going to be worse for longer. Every time you have to leave a meeting earlier, it's like you're always wondering like, oh, do I have to make an excuse or do I have to like just say up front to whoever you work most with. I have to do this a few times a day. I don't. I don't want to dwell on it. We don't need to talk about this all day long, but I need you to know that this is happening and I might leave meetings early or whatever. Like doing that and like going proactively to your boss, it's just awful. Like a lot of people's bosses are a dude, right? Like talking to the person that signs off on your paycheck and your performance review about your breath and like, and a machine that's going to like take bodily fluids. Like that's just what, like in whose worst nightmare is that a fun thing to do at work? I think on the white collar side, it's that and business travel. Yeah. Because business travel, like, now is like, you've gotten in your routine and you're, you know, you can, you've got your little storage closet or if you're lucky, like, lactation room or whatever. And now you're like at a hotel fighting with the guy for a fridge in your room and he's saying no and you're lying and telling him you have diabetes because you need it for your medicine, <laughs> which I may or may not have done in the past. And like, <laughs> So there's like that whole business thing and like flying home with it and like fighting with TSA to not open it, like that whole thing. But like the thing that this taught me is like, yes, this is one of the hardest thing I did professionally. But now I've gotten to talk to so many women that make, and it's not a competition, but it does right. make what was hard for me really pale in comparison. Like the dog groomer that's like, well, my break's 20 minutes long, but it takes me 10 minutes to get enough dog hair off me to feel like I can pump milk for my baby in a sanitary way. Or, you know, like a waitress that's like, I can't, I could go pump, but I can't afford, I'll lose two tables every time I pump. And I'm a waitress with a new baby. Yeah. I can't afford to lose those tips. You know, or like, like ER nurses that are like, okay, well, so sure, I'm guaranteed the right to go and pump several times a day. But like, if it means that someone might die, I'm probably not going to take my pump. Right. I'm probably going to get engorged and leak through my scrub top and get mastitis or whatever, you know, like, so like on that side of it, it just, I have, I, I sort of like have a fire lit under me now on maternity leave because that is actually the only solution. That's the only solution to this. And oh, that's interesting. Like, Cause I'm sitting here with my brain as well being like, you know, I, you know, the, the asshole voices in my head are like, well, then we should never have babies and go back to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, look how fucking difficult it is for us. We are such a problem. Uh, but, right. but you're We're right. A problem who make up. A- 47 percent of the yeah. American workforce and, right? and, and kind of need us. Yeah, and, yeah. and give birth to, to humans. And, yeah, and like like military soldiers yeah. and consumers and voters. Like, what would happen if we all went on strike and we're like, okay, fine, we won't have babies for uh, in America. Let's have a big yeah. Lissa Strata moment. No one's getting sex until we fix this problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, but you're right. Like, just no more babies. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey, it's really great that you're making those babies, uh, but could you just anything that has to do with that that might interrupt the rest of us? Right, like, can yeah. you not? Yeah, can, can you, you not inconvenience us yeah. with your individual choice to have yeah. a baby? But we really need all of. We're going to need <laughs> all of them in about twenty years. Yeah, but we need those babies. Um, but it is interesting. But like a proper maternity leave, you know what I mean? Like a proper and, pa- and paternal, yeah, yes, paid. Yeah, yeah, parental leave that's paid. And it's not listed as a disability, which is how we list right. it as our in our country. Um, it would be would totally take care of that. And you know, again, there's time and time again proof of how 
uh, a woman's performance, as well as men, this has been studied too, uh, the the performance level and the commitment to the company and to their work yeah. is so much better when they're given this time. Yeah. yeah. And like now that I'm diving into it, so women who have 12 weeks or more of maternity leave, which like, again, that means paid because yeah. lower income women cannot afford to use their amazing unpaid maternity leave. <laughs> That's not actually even a thing. Like, yeah, no. Like many women can't it's afford not anything. Couple, like one in four women are going back to work within two weeks of pushing a, or having yeah. a baby cut yeah. out of their body because yeah. they can't afford yep. not to. So like it's paid. So, but the data shows that a woman with 12 or more weeks of leave is less likely to suffer from postpartum depression. Like, this is actually, like, that's something that sometimes kills people, women yeah, and babies. Yeah. Like, that's an actual thing that we should care about. And and babies whose moms have some leave are more likely to get their vaccination. Yeah. So, like, again, like, kind of, fuck you, babies, with working moms. You're going to have measles, you know? Like, yeah. It, it's just, like, all of it actually matters. Like, it should matter from an ethical perspective. But, like, from an economic perspective, it should probably matter, too. Yeah. Ugh. It's just... Right. I know. Aren't we? Aren't, aren't we all magical vessels? Right. Aren't we? All, <laughs> yeah. Aren't we oh, yeah. all just beautiful magical? Mothers, yeah. Yeah. Mothers are the most important thing, except if you've just had a baby, <laughs> like you're on your fucking own. That's yeah. right. For 30 minutes, you guys are great. <laughs> right. You're like beautiful and glowing when you're pregnant and you're <laughs> the source of all life. Get away from me with that bleeding and go back to right. right now. Ah, uh, you're so gross, moms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, not, you're fucking gross. I, just, I could do this all day with you. Uh, but we do. We do need to wrap up. So let's wrap up on like, is there like something? If you had like a mantra to like tell people who yes. are about to do this, like what is yes. what do women everywhere or their partners or any or basically all of us assholes who aren't in the middle of it and are like, what's that right. awful noise? What do you What do you want to say? What do you want to say to them? My my baseline mantra that I probably say way too many times in the book is your worth as a mother is not measured in ounces. Oh. Because so it is the first, I believe, breastfeeding book in history that never says breast success. It actually does say it in the chapter about how to deal with bullies, but like yeah. this book is not is not here to tell you to breastfeed. Yeah, it, it is isn't. It's great. You, if you want to, then here's how to try. And if you end up sobbing in the aisle in the grocery store because you're buying your first canister of formula. Like, we're all virtually there with you because we also did that. And, like, everything about having a new baby feels like measurement of you. Like, how many, has he gained his birth weight back? Is he, you know, like, where is Billy Rubin or whatever that jaundice word is? And, like, right. you know, how many wet diapers and how many this and how many that and how many ounces did you pump and how many whatever? Like, that's not actually how your worth as a mother measures up in the grand scheme of things. And that's so easy to forget when you're, like, locked in the bathroom stall staring at those bottles being like, this is all I have to give my baby. Like, it's not. It's a great thing to give your baby, but it is not the thing that your baby needs to do. It needs to be healthy and, like, healthy-ish as a new mother and not, like, riddled with anxiety and guilt and shame. Fucking amen. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I will say, you know, we we don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but, you know, one of the things I... You know, maybe we can tackle another time is that, you know, just even saying pumping and breastfeeding can conjure up so much anxiety for people and so much of the guilt and the judgment. And you do do a really good job of uh, balancing that, of, of, of it not touching on that. It's just like this is exactly like you said. This is how you do it. And if it works. 
awesome. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Doesn't for, you know, like again, people are not alone yep. in anything right. that's happening. Yeah. It's happening to somebody else at the exact same time. Right. Someone else's nipples are bleeding right yeah, now. Right too. this very minute. Yeah. <laughs> very the, this instant. Yeah, exactly. And somebody else's coworker is making like milk the cow motions at her as she walks <sighs> towards the bathroom or the yeah. closet or like that should happen too. I know. Oh, fucking, Ugh. we are a bunch of dicks. Um, <laughs> uh, and on that note, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up to your blog uh, as well as the book. And thank you so much for writing this book and for being as passionate about this as you are. Ah, oh, thank you guys. I love you guys. Well, thank you. And uh, we will, hopefully we'll talk again on the show soon. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Right, bye. Bye. You make me sing ooh, la la la. You make a girl go ooh, I'm in love. Teresa. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I really loved her ending, the yeah. mantra at the end. Like, yeah. Just the overall. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that we do to, like, measure, like, are we doing a good enough job? Yeah. And... And what it, it's not real. What, no one gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in all honesty, I mean, you do and you care about like yeah. what you want to do and give your baby. And we that can just like spawn off, though, into these this these things, these pressures that don't really exist. Right. You know, and so or they exist. I mean, that's, I don't want to say that that pressure is not there because we all have felt it. But it, it is OK for us to all start saying, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. no thanks. No. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Speaking of no thanks and I'm okay. Let's hear a mom have a breakdown. Okay. Yeah, cuz we also couldn't just go a week without one of those. No, no. No, no. Hi ladies. So, I just had to call in a rant. Um I just got my period after thinking for 3 days now that I was totally pregnant, 3 days late. Yes, awesome. We're going to have a baby. And I don't know whether to be sad because I got my period or to be completely fucking relieved because all last night I kept thinking, am I going to ruin my child's life by having another kid? Am I going to be able handling another child? Like the thought of two years of no sleep is exhausting. And I just feel really shitty. Like, what do you do some days? So anyways, I just want to say thanks. I love your show. It keeps me sane, and my daughter is really appreciative of you, and so is my husband. So thanks, One Bad Mom. Bye. Oh, you know, I, why, I like, why I like hearing mothers break down all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we actually haven't touched on this very much. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I guess maybe we touched on it some when we were talking about trying to get pregnant and stuff. But there's that, like... <gasps> There's the moment where you realize you're late yeah, and you think you're going to be pregnant. And then there's the anxiety of, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. And then there's the real disappointment and frustration of it not of not being pregnant. Like that's such like what this woman just said. Yeah. It's such a real thing. Very familiar. Yeah. It's so familiar. Yeah. It's so familiar. And it's so. I, I, I mean, I guess the point is. We all just really need to be nicer to. I mean, we we have to like work on being so kind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, 
at any moment, this is going on for somebody. Yeah. At all the time. And yeah. it's, you know, and I think this is going to tie in a little bit to sort of the wrap up, which is at any given time that like something's really easy for you and something's happening really well for you, mm-hmm. somebody else, it's not. Yeah. And, so true. and it's, it's okay to be happy with the good thing that's happening for you. Yeah. And it's okay, and like these are your words, Teresa. Of the that good thing is not happening at you to the other yeah. person, but it doesn't mean we can't like still be empathetic and kind to the person that's having the hard time. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is, it is so hard. It is just so hard. Yeah, <laughs> across the board. <laughs> kids or no kids, yeah. trying, not trying, whatever yeah. it fucking is. There are a lot of days where you're just like, that was really difficult. Yeah. You know, like there's some days where my oatmeal can fall all over the floor and I can laugh it off. And there are other days where it fucking destroys me. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like For whatever reason. Totally. You know? And so, like, I think about the crafts and how that – talking about crafting, which originally I thought was just going to be a kind of a silly little discussion we were going to have. But, like, in reality, that crafting thing falls into that genre – of, oh, you had a baby and you're a mom. So you should be really great at cooking. You're supposed to be really great at your house, housework. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be really great at balancing, if that your work-life balance, if that's, you know, what you're doing. And you should be really good at, like, producing beautifully done, miraculous little bits of artwork that your child wants to make. It's not just my kid wants a rocket. It's got to be this monument to all cardboard rockets that have ever fucking been made and yeah. it better have sound effects. There's this assumption that moms are good at all the, and not only good, but fucking great at it. Yeah. There's this assumption that you should like to cook. Yeah. Absolutely. You should fucking love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just not. And, or even just know how to do it. Yeah, like, or you know, should how, just to know how to do it. Yeah. You should just know how to do all of it. Yeah, and it's bullshit. Yeah. A lot of us don't You're just a person that had a kid. (laughs) You may not even be doing that well. You know, like 90% of the time. It doesn't make you good at all this other stuff. Yeah, and I think think the key thing as we try and, like, come up with these things that unite us more than divide us is— you know, because that feeling that I'm supposed to be really great at this and all the ads and all the magazines and all the blogs and all the fucking everything. Yeah. Even somebody just going on Facebook being like, I made muffins. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. fuck your muffins. Yeah. Like, yeah. I should be making muffins. I'm just buying muffins. You know what I mean? So as we try and find these like united, the breast, I mean, it goes right into the. It does. It totally it goes right does. into the breastfeeding. It totally does. And the yeah. pumping. And like yeah. you should be. Only breastfeeding. You should only be doing formula. You should only be, you know, like it's all fucking bullshit. The only thing that we should all be trying to do well is be kind to ourselves and kind to our kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like really, like just what is the best thing you can do? And if that's fucking ordering it from Amazon or fucking making it from scratch or pumping it or buying it or like whatever, because everything else is really fucking hard. Like, you don't have to make—we got to stop making things harder for ourselves. Yeah. Right? Like, eh. And we got to be mad at somebody else who's able to do X, Y, or Z. Right. And and not not only not mad, 
but not seeing it as a reflection of something that we're not yeah. into. Right. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it is. I was just teaching Simon that we were just talking about this and he's been repeating this back to me, which I think is great. And yeah. I should be listening more. Everybody has their own likes and dislikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's great. Yeah, everybody has their own likes and it's, dislikes. Sometimes it's that easy. Like, that's yeah. okay. Everybody's good at something and every and those things are different yeah. every time. Yes. You know? And yes. so, like, I, bottom line, let's all try and work on some self-care. Let's all check in with some self-care. Okay. And maybe that fucking right. self-care is just not being crazy sure. about stuff that is out of our control. Yep. Somebody needs to knit us some that's not in our control <laughs> cozies or something to hang up. Can you, instead of knitting them, though, guys, can you buy them you just... from a factory or something? <laughs> like a factory made? <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. Um, I love all your crafts. Actually, I really do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so I'm making you some fucking can shoes, some stilt shoes, Teresa. Um, embrace my craftiness. Uh, so... So let's do that, guys. Okay. Uh, a little business to take care of. Oh, yeah. The first bit of business is we have a, there is a meetup, a One Bad Mother listener organized meetup. In Atlanta. Yep. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, September 19th. That's this coming Saturday. Woohoo! Uh, 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. in Piedmont Park at 10th Street and Charles Allen Drive. At the Legacy Fountain Splash Pad, and you should bring your children and your lunch. (laughs) Or you could just, as an adult, run around on a splash pad, which would also be a fucking good time. That might be a good time. Yeah, might be a good time. You might get arrested or kicked out of the park. Sure. Don't be creepy when you're doing it. Don't be weird. (laughs) Act normal. That's right. Um, And, uh, yeah, so that's... That's a listener meetup. Hope you guys go and have a great time. Take Let us some know pictures. how it goes. Yep. Yeah, take pictures, please. Not in a creepy way at a splash yeah. pad, but you know, like... like meetup pictures. Meetup pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, very exciting, coming soon is a Max Fun crossover show extravaganza. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be the week of October 5th. So our show will be coming out the 10th, October 10th. It's called The Great Switcheroo. Mhm. And what do you want to say well, first? Okay, so Who hosting our first? show. Yeah. Why don't you tell them who's taking over our show for okay. that week? So we're really excited. Our hosts of One Bad Mother, guest hosts that week, will be Dave Shumka and Graham Clark of mm-hmm. the show Stop Podcasting Yourself. Stop Mothering Yourself, everybody. I'm yeah. pretty excited about this. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, we're working really closely with them to make sure that it's an amazing show. <laughs> um, and it's going to be. Those guys are the best. And uh, then we will we are be... going to be hosting Judge John Hodgman. Yes. Uh, where uh, I'm going to be in the role of the judge. Yep. Teresa will judge be... Judge Biz. Judge Biz. Teresa will be the bailiff. Bailiff Teresa Thorne. And I must say, for all of our non-judging talk on the show, we finally get to judge the shit out of some stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We're not that great, guys. We want to judge all the time. Yeah. I'm going to rain down some serious fucking justice. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. <laughs> and uh, we're actually still, the producer's still screening cases for uh-huh. that episode. So we obviously are hoping for a great parenting-related yeah. case, if possible. So if any of you guys have a dispute that you want to submit to potentially be heard on that show, you can just go to MaximumFun.org slash slash JJ Ho, J-J-H-O, 
MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. And you can submit your case and they will look at it and maybe you can come be on the show. Just make sure you have like a real dispute and that the other person wants to actually (laughs) be on the show. Judging is fun when we all agree that we want to be judged. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's our business uh, for the week. Everybody, you're doing great. Yeah, you guys are great. You really are. I mean, this is hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, painfully hard. Um, and you're you're doing really good, Teresa. Yeah. You are doing really good. Oh, thank you. You are. Okay. Thanks. You are. You're doing a really good job too, Biz. Thank you, everybody. You're doing great, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.